pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. and welcome to a brand new season of One Life Left. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And it is good to be back. I've missed these warm earphones. <laughs> I really have missed having the head heat of Louis Schaefer mm. transferred mm. through, uh, what material is this? Uh, foam, foam. Foam. To my own ears. How are you guys? Good. Missed you over the summer. Missed you too. I've seen you for ages. Have you had a good summer? I have had a good summer. It's been a little too busy for my liking, actually. I only had one Monday off. What? I know. Yeah, I was very busy on Mondays as well. Turns out when you don't do a radio show, you can get a lot done. (laughs) I've been to um, Canada since I saw you last. I've been to Lithuania. I've been to Germany. I've been to Scotland. Wow. Why? Okay. I went to Germany. I saw you there. You walked away. I didn't see you there, did I? I found that a little bit embarrassing. I also walked straight past Rami as well. He wasn't happy, so I ignored both the... Interesting. (laughs) Uh, But I'd make it up to him, and I'll make it up to you. It's going to be a good show today, isn't it, Anne? It's going to be fantastic. What's the news like? Um, uh, New. Has anything been happening? (laughs) Has anything been happening today? (laughs) (laughs) A little. A little's been happening today. We really should have... I mean, is your news this week, is it sort of the best of the last week or is it the best of the last... We're going to go back a week, Steve. Right, Okay. So we've lost sort of five weeks of news. It's as though we were here, but we weren't. Okay. Interesting. The lost lost weeks of One Life Left. No one will ever know what happened in those weeks. No. Interesting. Okay. Maybe you don't need to know. Publishers will get wise to this, won't they? They'll, yeah, they'll uh, stop releasing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no point if we can't get on one life left. Or they'll just be doing. Uh, they'll only be doing naughty things in that okay. time because they'll have nobody to hold them accountable. Right. Well, someone who has managed to get on one life left mm-hmm. may or may not be doing naughty things. Uh, it's Nate Crowley. Hello, Nate. Hello there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. That's my pleasure. Uh, good to have you on. Uh, have you had a good summer? 
Hey, it's been pretty reasonable, yeah. Did you have any Mondays off? <laughs> <laughs> My whole life is one long is holiday. It? It's, oh, it's life in the nice. West Midlands, mate. Nate's just published a book. What? <laughs> yeah. And we did it, that once. Oh, we did do that one. We, we did it twice. Oh, we did it twice once. Twice. Um, I think his is better than ours, uh, <laughs> but we'd like you to come on the show to talk to us about that. So you're going to stick around? What else have we got, Steve? We have nothing else. Really? I mean, we, we don't. Okay. We, we, I mean, we obviously, we have the traditional review section. Right. Which is very exciting. Got a lot of games to talk about. A lot about. of games. A lot of games to talk about. We've got uh, letters, of course. Okay, we up. do. But I think we're all most excited about the next bit, aren't we? Sans news. Monday the 11th of September, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. YouTuber PewDiePie has proved himself to be an absolute idiot again. While streaming popular Steam game PUBG, he used a racial slur and then corrected himself by replacing that word with a derogatory term. Off the back of this, Firewatch developer Sean Bannerman has requested that Pews take his Firewatch video down. Sean said he's worse than a closeted racist, he's a propagator of despicable garbage that does real damage to the culture around this industry. The video has since been taken down. PewDiePie is welcome to say PewDiePie anytime soon. Has he said anything about this? Since the event, no, I I looked on his Twitter and there was nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Um, he's an idiot, isn't he? He's is an idiot. He's an idiot. Mm. Um, this d- isn't the first time he's been um, associated with controversial views, and in the past couple of times he's come out and said that he was just joking, hasn't he? Yeah, just joking. Now everyone else is trying to just say, oh. J- you just say these things in the, the heat of the moment, don't you? <laughs> no. Well, not if they're something that you don't think in your head. You, you don't say these things. But yeah, no, I've been astonished by the people that have been rushing to defend him. Who's Ian Miles Chong? Okay, so he is, uh, well, he's the gaming voice of uh, what some people call the alt-right, is I it? believe. Okay. Um, that he used to work for a Heat Street, and is Heat Street not... That woman's website. Uh, Louise Mensch. Louise Mensch. Okay, interesting. Um, and well, pretty terrible association so far. Yeah. Uh, so he, he tends to, he seems to leap in. Right. Uh, has he been defending? He has been. And then okay. um, he said, uh, he was trying to downplay, uh, we haven't said what word it is. No. Um, um, but the way that Ian described it was that he didn't use the word himself. He, said he used the first letter. Dash word. He said, oh, um, you know, just because Pude said the first letter dash word, mm-hmm. people are jumping up again. And then um, uh, someone pointed out to him that actually if that word was not offensive, then he would have used it himself in the tweet. <laughs> and, and he went, no, actually, I was just I was just saving space. <laughs> They've got the same number of characters, the same number of characters, the oh same number of characters. Oh, my gosh. What is going on with everybody? Oh. Twitter, that website. <laughs> it is crazy, though, isn't it? I mean, surely it, it has to stop. <laughs> like all this craziness. Well, it's, it just astonishes me. Uh, PewDiePie, he had a, a deal for life with Disney, basically, mm. until, what, six, eight months ago. All he had to do was <laughs> not be a massive racist. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I guess if you are, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to hide. To, yeah, hard to hide it. Out, yeah. Yeah, especially in streaming, actually, because if you are, that sort of leaves you open to, you've got to fill all this time. Imagine we're doing an hour and they're doing 
longer than an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got all that time to fill, and all you've got is your own brain to fill it with. It's going to show up I suppose, all of I suppose that's the issue, right? Is that if you asked Pewds, I'm pretty sure he would say he's not a racist, and I'm sure he would believe that as well. Um, you know, the, he, for me, it's quite symptomatic of a huge part of the internet and the gaming internet who haven't experienced this sort of stuff and therefore think it doesn't exist and believe that gives them a pass uh, to act like it doesn't exist. And, you know, it, it's when stuff like this comes up. I think that's what um, Sean Vanneman was driving yeah. at when he said, what did he say? Oh, he said quite a lot. Of, so he was saying, you know, he's a propagator of despicable garbage that does real damage mm-hmm. to the culture and around this industry. But he was also saying about, like, how they make money off of yeah, absolutely. Of this. Uh, did Bungie also pull their videos or rescind his license or his right to stream? Did uh, I, I didn't did I dream that? Specifically, see maybe that. it's coming. Maybe, maybe it's, it's maybe that's a <laughs> uh, Have you rescinded his license to use? Batman? <laughs> I thought about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. I've got no interest in uh, in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he's just not. Yeah, he's not. He's not for me, and it seems not for anybody. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds clocked in over 1 million concurrent Steam players this week. That's over 200,000 more than the game with the next largest number of players, Dota 2. The, that evidently very popular game also hit the 10 million sales mark last week, despite still being in early access and only out for six months. It was announced at Gamescom that the game will be coming to Xbox One soon. And after that, who knows, Pinky, maybe it'll try to take over the world. Did you see that astonishing graph of playtime on Steam? I did. So it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Can you yeah, describe it? I can, I can try and describe it. It's a graph, so it looks like one of them with, Got it. with lines and axes mm-hmm. on it. Uh, and it shows what people are playing in sort of swathes of colour. And you can see these games sort of come and go over time. So it's percentage playtime. So percentage of all of the people who are playing right now on Steam how many of them are playing each game. And you can see, for example, GTA V is sort of like a heartbeat at the bottom of the graph. It, Those hardcore guys. Yeah, it, t- it takes up maybe, I would say, between 5 and 10% of the graph just sitting at the bottom. And then there are other things that come and go, like Football Manager 17 comes in, takes a big percentage of it, and then dips, and then 18 comes in and replaces that. What else is on there? Uh, Fallout. Dota and League of Legends. Yeah, and Dota, all Fallout, all of that. In March, uh, PUBG appears and then just grows and grows and grows and i think it finishes round about i'd say between 40 and 50 percent of the graph that means between 40 and 50 percent of people on steam to describe the graph visually it's like a dinosaur towering over a gang of snakes that's that perfect. Similes, I'm Yeah, it's it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah, I've not got into this yet. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm really keen. So what I've loved about it is as I've seen how excited those that are enjoying it are about it on Twitter and they've been just mm. talking about the games they've been playing and the fun that they've been having and the near misses and the wins, the chicken dinners as they're, <laughs> as they're called. Um yeah, so I'm keen to get on it. And I I didn't think I had a PC powerful enough, but actually before you arrived Dan, Steve and I were chatting about it and he thinks I do. Oh good. Mm, That's good. I think you do. So um, what what is it? What it is <laughs> what it is is um it's kind of like Battle Royale, kind the movie, like. mm-hmm. very similar to <laughs> yeah. Battle Royale, the movie, but played out with uh, Armour 3 or Ghost Recon style combat. So very, very slow progression, 
of people across a map, mostly hiding in bushes or in houses, and then occasionally being forced to move by a concentric circle. Uh, You can't have one concentric circle. By by a circle that um, gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and you always have to be inside. So if you are hiding on part of the map, the circle suddenly shrinks, and then you're outside of it, so you have to leave your hiding place, Um, and obviously there are people waiting for you. You could be describing the London housing market. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's, it's... it's uh, and there's 99 players yeah. on there. So the very very clever thing about it is, as soon as you're eliminated, you can just join another game. And because there's a million players, yeah, okay. there are always games ticking over. So if I want to dive straight into a place on the map where I know there's going to be loads and loads of people, because there are towns on there and then there's countryside. So if I go into one of the towns, there'll be loads of loot there. But you also know there'll be another dozen players there. I'll probably die pretty soon, but I don't have to wait another half an hour right. for the game to tick okay. over. I I can go straight in to another game and so play it like that or you can play it like I do which is to find a house far away from anyone else and hide in the bathtub for 20 minutes <laughs> wait until the circle gets <laughs> too small like run why. across the field and get shot yeah, and you know come 51st or right. something because of that and feel you know it's interesting because um, people think it came from nowhere uh, but it, I mean it didn't really no um, the player unknown was the guy's name in the armor community, wasn't it? And he he did the unofficial battle royale mod. That's right. Uh, on armor two, perhaps. And armor two also spawned, or armor three, one of them. Um, uh, that was where Daisy came from. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know that that did okay. Um, but yeah, no, he's he, it's it's the biggest game on the planet at the moment, isn't it? Although I saw um, some stats about there were over a million people playing Destiny two. That's, this right, week, but yeah. that's, of course, that's it's across more formats, yeah. isn't it? Loads so, of formats. But that's also Whatever Destiny 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay, good. 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 We'll talk about it more later in the yeah. show, I'm sure. A developer on Shadow of War who died of a brain tumour has been remembered in the game as an orc slayer. Monolith Studio executive producer Mike Forgey has been immortalised as a DLC character called Fort Hog Orc Slayer who will appear to uh, to one-hit kill whichever enemy the character is up against. $3.50 from purchases in most US states will go to Mike's family. There's a little bit of confusion about where money from purchases outside the US will go to as Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment has said that it won't profit from any sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's odd because all of the American. I mean, obviously, this is a brilliant thing that Warner yeah. have done. Yeah. Well done. Um, but it was felt odd that they needed to distinguish the fact there's something going on, isn't there? Because if you do buy it in the US, then all the money goes. And if, if the other, yeah. they haven't potentially, but they have mentioned you can donate separately. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's some states and not other states. Why which is that then? Do, they, well, do those states not like people being nice? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it must be. A, a le- it's got to be a legal thing okay. because all states have different. Right. It's different rules about Dif- orcs, probably. Yeah. Right, of course. Orc legislation varies massively across the states. But it's a lovely thing. Um, I always include stories like this because I think that uh, games are made by people and the people that make games, um, you know, if something happens to them, commemorating them within the game that they love and spend so much time on or in, um, it's just such a lovely thing. And I will never stop doing these stories. Mm, I saw something on Facebook this week about a similar sort of thing happening in Sonic Mania, uh, one of the bosses uh, God, I hate that game One of the bosses oh. being a memorial <laughs> to someone, okay. so careful I would have to be, I, mean, I like that bit. However, I've just googled it, can't okay. find any reference to it, and it might have been fake news, <gasps> so I didn't uh, check it at the time, it just, you know, slotted in part of my head, thought I might mention it and I thought, well... I, I hope it's not the bungee things. spider thing 
That was irritating. The whole, the whole thing's ridiculous. <laughs> it really is awful. I felt I felt about Sonic Mania the way I feel about Dark Souls. Like everybody else is having a joke about me. <laughs> so I do, let's make him buy it. He doesn't even got time to play on his Switch. He's playing all the time. I'll make him buy it. Oh, okay, I'm going to buy it. Oh, it's rubbish. It really is bad. There was a backlash against that game, wasn't was there? there? I thought everybody loved it. I thought it was just me. Well, no, there's, uh, I've been getting... Quite a few negative sentiments about it okay. um, on on Twitter over the last week or so. I think as people have done their first playthrough and they try to do it again, and the old razzle dazzle wears off and the nostalgia fades away, <laughs> there's some mechanical problems. That's with it. dreadful. Hold on, mm. I found it. Okay. I found it on Destructoid. So if they fell for it, right? Yeah, more for yeah. And let's assume they didn't because it's a lovely thing to mm. do. Yeah. Uh, the critically acclaimed it says here, <laughs> and fan pleasing it says here. Mm. Uh, Sonic, we, wait, were you a fan of? I Sonic? see, I wasn't. Right, yeah. so it's fair. Well, fair sorry, it, no, it wasn't that I didn't. It wasn't that I disliked Sonic. Is that I never really played it. Right, okay. But you're so not, not a fan, fan. so it wasn't going to so please you. Yeah, because it only pleases fans. Right, right. Yeah, so it features a tribute to part of the uh, to a member of the Sonic the Hedgehog modding community who died in in 2013. Uh, so yeah, it's good when when games do this sort of thing, yes. memorializing and make the games more human. I think. Yeah, and I I I wonder if this. Uh, ever has an impact on people playing these games because if you start thinking about you know there are humans that made these games mm-hmm. there are humans so obviously there's humans playing these games if it this sort of helps create a slightly softer community or if people just want to kill orcs mm, it doesn't sound like it made simon much more sympathetic no. I didn't to get the game that, but you didn't know but didn't, but you didn't, also didn't that. know about it know about it i think it's a good thing that they did that but they should have thought about other things <laughs> Duty Endowment, a charity set up by Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick in the US to give grants to war veterans to help them find high-quality employment, has been extended to the UK. The endowment is currently working to find a select group of charities it can work with in the UK. To fund the programmes, Activision has launched the Call of Duty Endowment Double Duty Calling Card for Call of Duty Black Ops 3 in the UK. The Double Duty Calling Card will let players see a service member change from a uniformed soldier to a civilian on their way to work. It will also include three rare supplies drops more good stuff in games yeah you're it's like you're Bring trying it. to go for a positive start to the Almost. season good yeah. okay uh so this is good I, I didn't understand much of it so there's a charity yep right so you know uh you know call of duty i do i'm aware of the its work yep. game <laughs> yep officially okay. uh so they've uh activision blizzard uh, CEO Bobby Kotick has set up a charity and it was in the US originally and it was to help um, veterans, war veterans um, get, okay, so high, so right, to get right. high quality uh, employment. So this is what I found quite interesting. It wasn't just to get them in any old job. It was to get them into like long-term, well-paid employment. Th- so I was confused by its name. Though. So the yeah. Call of Duty Double Duty Calling Card. Right. <laughs> I, and I had to include that because I think it is a ridiculous name. Okay. It doesn't it's too many words. It is too many, Just and stu- some of the quite a few of them are the, same, the same word, word. aren't they? Yeah, that's, yeah, confusing, that's what I was confused by. Okay, so yeah. what, do we get? Do you get a card? So you buy a card. Okay, is it? It's the Call of Duty Double Duty Calling Card. Call of Duty Endowment. Okay. Double Duty Calling, calling card. card. Okay. Four. And it's a phys- it's a real thing, is it? No, it's a in-game. it's a in game. Okay. Sorry. It's for Call of Duty. Yeah. Do you have to say that bit as well? For Call of Duty Black Ops Three, because it's not in any of the other Call of Duties, is it? Right. But can you get it for? Can you get the Call of Duty double, endowment, endowment, endowment double, double duty, duty calling card for Destiny Two? <laughs> no. Okay. So <laughs> it's worth clarifying, isn't it? Is, it? Isn't it? Yeah. it is. Okay, good. Fair well, enough. Well done, Activision. <laughs> <laughs> 
And finally, Blizzard is so committed to esports that it's opening its own esports arena, snappily titled the Blizzard Arena in Los Angeles. It will open on the 7th of October. It'll have a variety of sound stages, a control room, practice facilities, and even a shop so you can buy those foam fingers. The arena is designed to support competitive events all year round and will kick off with the Overwatch Contender Season 1 playoffs. One Life Left is now officially a huge fan of live esports and is always up for a trip. We went to an esport. Tell us about this then. We went to an esport. You did. <laughs> okay, so what was it? The fighty one. Fighty one. The fighty one. And where was it? In the big city. West London. Okay. Mm, Gfinity Sports Arena. Gfinity okay. Sports Arena. Where is that? It's isn't that in a cinema? It is. It is. Okay, so it's sports well, cinema. Anne and I had no idea what okay. to expect. We actually walked past it the first yeah. time because right. we were distracted by Chelsea. Yeah. We, were, we thought, past... what is it in that is state? It in, is it in have Chelsea? They built that big stadium. Chelsea. For it? Yeah. Right. It's branded as anyway. Chelsea. It wasn't. No, it okay. Wasn't. And then we walked past uh, Chelsea Sports. Yeah, <laughs> we walked past a uh, shopping mall, right? Yeah. And um, turns out it was in there. Then we walked back, okay. And then we walked into it, and it was in the cinema. And it made sense, okay, cool. Um, and then we bought our tickets, went off. Had what did we have? Uh, we went to Wagamama. We, uh, other dining. What expenses was this? Well, it turns out you get a discount if you buy a ticket for esports. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do twenty percent off. off. How much? And how much were the tickets? Uh, five or each. So yeah. actually, you're making money. Yeah, we, you're a fool not to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fool. If we'd gone to two restaurants, we would have been making profit. Okay, but we couldn't because we had to go and see an yeah, esport. Do you e-sport. have to go if you've got the discount? Though <laughs> we could have got <laughs> one. But we did, we did, and we didn't know what to say, to think at all. No, went and sat at the back. Quite right. We got to sit. Well, we got to sit at the back because I said, uh, "Yeah, so we're, we're journalists, sort of." Okay. <laughs> Who did, Which you was say that? Who did you say that to, though? What? Just, the, some, just, just someone. The children competing. Just said that to, to, to someone. Okay. It turns out that someone was the right person to say that to. So they sat us at the back. Yeah. But we got quite into it, didn't we? Yeah, so it was Street Fighter Five. There were... Mm. Uh, so it was the semi-finals. There were four different teams. They were facing... Uh, so two teams against... What? No, wait. One team against one team. So two teams playing at a time against each other. Mm. It was very exciting. They had, so at they one say, point... They, they, ha- they play best of seven, yeah. uh, and there are okay. four team members. The selection sort of seems to be a bit opaque. We weren't yeah, quite sure who was going up against, but that's definitely part of the game. They get to pick who they're going to fight yeah. next and stuff. Because at one point, they right. didn't understand why someone kept being The played. best player yeah. kept playing again and again and again, with a really big fighter as well. Yeah. So just no, it was away. the other one where they were like, what? Because I think it's the teams that choose, because they were like, why did you keep putting him up? He was right. obviously not doing very well, and they were like, don't really How know. did you know that they were saying that? So, because they were being or interviewed. Okay. So this was going out live? Live. On BBC Three. Which Anne described as basically Periscope. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I, I didn't understand the fuss when I was going, oh, brilliant, the BBC covering esports. She's like, you can already watch it on the internet. That's how this started. But it was sort of brilliant, I okay. think, at least for Anne and I, because yeah. it was definitely formatted like a game show, and it felt like you'd go and see a TV recording yeah. of something. Was it quite high production value? Yeah, it really yeah, was. It was it, and it, it was a nice sort of <laughs> shape. Of, loads yeah. of, loads of, loads of yeah. production values. But it felt like a nice shape. It felt like something recognisable, right? Yeah. So 
you know, we we went and sat down. There was the kind of introduction to the team. There was a little bit of backstory on a couple of the team members. There's some backstage chat with a couple of the people, you know, getting us hyped. And then they came out and did the fight. And then there okay. was some post-game analysis as well. Because it was the fighting game, it was very easy to understand. Mm. You know, it was like, hit, 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 bar goes down, one of them's going to lose. And because of that, the tension built quite well. I'm not sure we would have enjoyed it as much with yeah. Counter-Strike or Rocket try. League, but we're, we are going to try for sure. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, all sports are incomprehensible until mm. you've seen them a few times. Yeah. Uh, even tennis, which you'd think is simple. <laughs> That's true, but I think part of the issue is perspective. In Street Fighter V, you, you see the whole map of the, the field, right? You see the two fighters, you can see where they're moving, you see what they're doing, they're hitting each other. That's it. You get an idea of the scope of the game and what's going on. But in Counter-Strike, we talked to them a little bit about this afterwards, and um, I believe it's shown first person, which would be a bit like understanding a football match viewed through the eyes of, you know, constantly changing, presumably, but still through the eyes of the participants. Um, I asked... uh Philippa War, okay. who does esports stuff, okay. um, how they show that, and she was like, "Yes, so it is first person, but they, I think sometimes they show like outlines of where other players are, mm-hmm. um, but obviously the other, the players, the player that is playing can't see it, but that's for the audience." Yeah, I still think that that. I mean, I, I don't know. I've not tried it, but for me, I, I would like to see a map always. I'd like to have an idea mm-hmm. of where everyone's moving and that sort of thing, but. I, I don't know. Well, we're yeah. going to try it and we're going to see, aren't we? That's what they do with poker on TV, don't they? The, the, the viewers see yeah. what's, what, what, what the card... Viewers know what the cards are. Mm-hmm. What, what, the, sorry, the viewers know what the cards the individual players have. Yeah. So it's... it's, it's, it's but <laughs> this is the thing, right? If we're watching this... Why don't you just go... Like, why, he's got we're an gonna, ace. Yeah, we're going to be in the audience shouting out, he's behind you! <laughs> so we're going to get a bit panto. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I deserve, there must be a code of conduct where you don't do that at any sport. Is <laughs> I mean, Can we be trusted? Have we ever followed one? Right, um, good. Well, well, I'm glad you've gone. Yeah, there's a new... There's a season two. It's yeah. happening in... I think in October. October. Yeah. So I think we should all go. Okay. Yeah. for that. Uh, good. See a different good. one. Uh, just one note. This time, a man celebrated winning a match by doing a handstand and wiggling his legs around. He took off his shirt he as well and threw shirt. it into the audience. It was, hey, you'd so get I'm booked in- for that in football. <laughs> oh, you would. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. I just got told to get Stop move on. gossiping. Uh, by Simon. <laughs> this is Tangy Phoenix. It's called Free, and it's from chipmusic.org. Uh, super glitchy start to season. What what season is this? I, I, yeah, I didn't. Ben put that on. keeps track of these. Does he? Now. Yeah, it's like season eleven. He's right in Ben. 12, 13, 14. I don't know. It's it's been ages. It's nice to be back, though, isn't it? It is. It's really, really good to be back. Well Lots done. to cover. Loads. That went on for ages. That news, didn't it? You, what, imagine if I'd done the last five weeks. Well, I, we'd, I, we'd still be going. We'd have had a separate esports feature, wouldn't we? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Nate. Hello. We should turn to you now, shouldn't we? If you would I like think to, you're yes. well past your allotted time. Uh, normally we start about 20 past on the interviews, but uh, yeah, it's been a, a feature-packed show. Nate, um, you accidentally wrote a book, right? Yeah, this happens to me, yeah. Okay, okay tell us tell us about that. Uh, well, it was December, and I was meant to be doing something else, uh, okay. so I uh, was on Twitter, and right. I saw, do you know people were doing those one like equals tweets, where it's like one like equals one unpopular opinion about the pyramids, and it gets like five likes, and the person's like, the pyramids are rubbish. Okay. I don't like them. They're not that big anyway. Who do you, who do you follow? <laughs> Just pyramid haters. Right. That's, that's kind of my thing. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they were sort of the fashion. They were quite sincere. Quite a lot of academics doing them and people like with genuine expertise and a lot to share with the world. So I thought I'd ruin that party <laughs> and, and just did one like equals uh, one fictional video game. Okay. I thought it would be a couple of hours of catharsis before I had to get back to what I was doing. But then... Yeah, a thousand tweets later. Was it? Uh, wow. Yeah, this this happened. Um, so you so you had to come up with a thousand. So did you come up with a thousand examples? Yeah, it took me till the end of February. Um, <laughs> Can you remember what you were originally supposed to be doing? And, and have you done that yet? Uh, writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> so this one completely steamrolled that. Is that um, right? So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you came up with a thousand um, suggestions. Where, so where did you draw inspiration from? Um, I just kept plucking ideas out of my head like noodles out of a rancid bowl of soup, okay. really. Uh, eventually, without well knowing it or not, pretty much every game I ever played got parodied in there. I also started doing a lot of just weird matches uh, of genre um, and sort of form of game. So, you know, uh, for, for example, Dance Dance Industrial Revolution, okay. which is all about mechanising 18th century agrarian economies through rhythm. Right. Um, or uh, Beast Enders. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is a side scrolling, uh, gore soaked beat em up about Phil Mitchell clearing out the London borough of Walford okay. after an alien troop ship has crashed in it. So, right. Yeah, it was taking odd themes and attaching them to strange genres. Very and, good. Yeah. What was the first? The first one was Regency Ogre Duels. Okay. And so that's a game where massive ogres uh, face off. Uh, with flintlocks in duels, and they've got powdered wigs. But there's people trying to have, like, really courtly Regency balls around them, so there's a lot of formal dancing minigames that get really irritating <laughs> because you're trying to brain other ogres. Wow. And Did- what were, uh, Sorry, I was just going to ask what, what the last one was, because by the end, by February, you was going... Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the last one was Big Mike Lunchtime's Business Training 95. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is a text adventure about a haunted sales training manual. That was different from all the rest because I actually had a go at making it, but uh, I didn't manage it. So. Right. <laughs> so that sort of ties in with what I was going to ask, actually, which is do these games all have sort of an era and a format? And 
Yeah, those yeah. Details. So the book, um, when I was sort of, which I'm holding, mm. it's with its lovely it's cover. Nice. The smell, I love a, love a new book smell. Look at the quality of the pages. It's good. You can tell by the quality of the pages how much your publisher likes well, you. Well, the um, <laughs> we should we, we should point out. So the book itself is called 100 Best Video Games Brackets That Never Existed by Nate Crowley. So there's some there's some trimming. Yeah, and well, so this book is sort of. It's an entire alternative history of gaming. So There's more than 140 characters per per title here, right? Yeah, it's about 500 words. So okay. it's a collection of essays, really, and it's it, of course uh, illustrated finally by the actual games art team at Rebellion Developments. Right. Ah. So you have um, you have split them into era, right? It starts in the 80s. Starts in 1980 okay. and goes through to the near future. And um, each each uh, d- double page spread within the book has a description. Um, it has does it have it has a box art from the from the formats. All these things that never existed. Um, and it, and further information. It it, it it does look like a. Um, a games magazine uh, of yesteryear. Yeah, the whole <laughs> aim is that like a really confused uncle might pick this up while knackered at Christmas, thinking, <laughs> "I'm pretty sure my niece liked games. I'll get her this." Okay. Because you know, I mean, it would be wonderful. And I've had a couple of people actually, um, when we've been tweeting out samples from the book, people saying, "When did this come out?" Right. Uh, so oh, we have fantastic. people. Right. Uh, especially with Thomas the War Engine, which is uh, self-explanatory, <laughs> really. Did you? Uh, so you've got a hundred in there, but you have a thousand ideas. Did you yeah. get tempted to call this volume one? Well, there's there's about another hundred because there's sort of feature articles in there where, like, I listed all the ones that weren't quite um, mm. the you know, big enough ideas for full double page spreads. I would quite like to go back and do another one. Mm. Uh, maybe I don't know. Like, there were loads and loads and loads of sci-fi games on the list because I really like sci-fi. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely room for a well, cash and sequel. Well, you, know, you call this the, the best ones. Maybe you can do the worst ones. Oh, yeah. Just people love to read reviews of games that get kicking, right? There's some dross. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of bad ones. Like Jimmy Bum Show is hardly a classic. But, no, um, but Take On Me by Aha, the game, looks absolutely brilliant. It's very sinister. Um, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar, listeners, with the video for Take On Me by Aha. Everyone must be sure. Yeah. But it's uh, it's it's portrayed as a love story, but I think it's very clearly the, the tale of a demon trying to enter the human realm. So. <laughs> How did the relationship with Re- Rebellion come about then? Uh, so, actually, um, the f- first book I wrote, The Sea Hates a Coward, was published by them, and that was also signed after a Twitter joke had gone really out of hand. <laughs> so we sort of had form. In that occasion, I tweeted about my mate's birthday for 75 days, and it sort of became a thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd already done that with them, and then they saw I was doing this, and they said, well, we've got loads and loads of games artists, so yeah. Right, wow. Well, um, that was in February that you finished then, so the book has been pulled together in that, I mean, pretty quickly. Yeah, I started at the end of March, so basically I just lost my mind for a quarter of the year, and then... Then this happened, so it was amazing. Though it was a it was a power I shouldn't have been able to wield. Really, just being able to email professional artists and say it's good, but could you put a scholar's mortarboard on the wolf? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got here, Anne? Vin Diesel's Weasel Easel, brilliant. So can you explain what what game that is? Yeah, that, that's a it's a gentle art game um, where kindly cinema strongman Vin Diesel 
takes you through sort of paint-by-numbers exercises, painting colourful scenes of weasels at play. I think it's something we all need. <laughs> weren't the guys a rebellion tempt? I mean, couldn't they, they have done 100 best video games that never existed, the video game? Mm. I am waiting for someone I, to make one of those. It's like a WarioWare style. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I think it would be a fun... Um, I've talked with... We were having... A um, bit of a chat about sort of game jams and stuff. I'd love to see someone do a game jam of this because, as you say, of like even just as like a sort of four-second, you know, punch the fish sort of game. Uh, that's referring to sea puncher. Okay, you punch fish. Right, right. Um, what's the reaction been? Um, quite nice so far, actually. Um, we've uh, I, the Amazon managed to run out of them on. The Nightfall launch, which is really nice of Brilliant. it. So uh, people are starting to get them now. But uh, like I say, a couple of people have thought they were real. Um, Thomas the War Engine has been around Japan a couple of times this week. Okay. A lot of replies to that tweet in Japanese, which is really cool. Right. We did a trailer for the book on YouTube as well, uh, where um, I interview some of the stars of the fictional games. Um, that was really fun to do. That's, that's had quite a few chuckles. Okay. And where where next for it and you? Uh, where next for it? Well, now I'm going to try and get on with the book I was meant to be writing <laughs> when I started this. Are you going to, are you going to stay off Twitter? Uh, no, I nearly, nearly, it took all my resolve this week not to start a gimmick account uh, about field reports about alien wildlife, which okay. is the real nerdy stuff I like. But for now, I think I'll just sit back and... Um, yeah, and, and, and let this one sink in before I do any more fictional games. Bread the Game is number 89. It's a thriller. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's ten games in one, mate, chronicling the history of bread. Is it? Brilliant. You pass it on to Bossa, shouldn't we? Motorway Splinter. Excellent. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, very, very best of luck with it. We should get Nate to sign it. Yeah. Maybe give it away, shall we, to next I was week's say best. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> we should give it away to the highest bidder, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. Uh, thank you for so much coming. You're going to stick around, aren't you, and read out some letters, do some reviews? I would love to, yes. Good. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and we're doing the radio show in darkness. 
the oh. first time. Yeah. yeah. Is it now? It's gone. It's Winter's on what us. What's they say in uh, Game of Thrones? Something about winter. Uh, autumn's nearly here. That's yeah. it. That's, yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. That's it. Get, get your coats on. This is Cecil the Goat, and sometimes I feel good. Something I can relate to. Makes you think of Charles Cecil, doesn't it? You see him tweeting about uh, waving at imaginary women. I did. Charles! I did. Yeah. What did he say? Is he always waves me, back or... at that little, uh, yeah. that, that, that hologram lady um, at King's Cross. He said, am I alone? We're all well, alone, Charles. Well, we're all alone. Uh, so, Unless you write in. Uh, we're one life left for a radio show. You've not about lost it. Video Thank games. You. We also are one life left. Limited is the owner of Marioki. <laughs> is this like something that we? Because whenever I watch the baseball or the football, yeah. there are warnings that come up saying this viewing is only authorized for whatever, <laughs> of which I definitely am. <laughs> uh, is that what we're doing now? I just think it's, it, it's important to be clear about our company structure. Fair enough. <laughs> I think I might do a corporate presentation at Marioki on Friday. Okay. Uh, which is what I wanted to mention right now. <laughs> Marioki, this Friday in London at Loading. Uh, it's a homecoming gig after a Time's Out away and brilliant gig in Denmark we just did. Uh, thanks very much to uh, them for having us. Denmark, the country of Denmark. <laughs> Very kind. Thanks, Denmark. Uh, yeah, we're coming home to uh, Loaning. We'll be there from 7.30. I think corporate presentation at 8.45-ish. And then at 9pm, we're going to stream. We're going to stream wow. Marioki live on Facebook. So if you don't like Marioki, and by like, I mean like with a capital <laughs> L, because of course you like it, you're not an idiot. But if you don't like it on Facebook, you should remedy that because we're going live 9pm on Friday Wow We'll be doing streaming Have Like PewDiePie does We've got makeup coming Got hair and makeup Okay It'll You be... might only need one of them <laughs> Hair Because you're so beautiful That's already. right Yes no, we Thank go. you So please uh, Come along to Loading On Friday If you can And if you can't Like us on Facebook And watch us Streaming I had a good thought About a song uh-huh. From earlier You know We've been struggling To write uh, 99 Problems Probably about the Switch, but it's not really working. Mm-hmm. But then you said PUBG has 99 players. <sighs> Doesn't mind with problems, though, does it? <laughs> so, right. thanks, Anne. I mean, we do actually have a new PUBG song debuting. Do we? Yeah, debuting. Uh, debuting. Yeah, debuting. Thank you so much for your letters this week. Uh, there are two ways to get uh, your letters on the show. The first is by emailing... Team at onelifelife.com. Second is, is to be the son of my boss. <laughs> huh. uh, George Perkins writes, Hey guys, great to have you all back after a series of lonely Monday nights without OLL. It's my first time sending a mail in. However, I've been listening since 09, back when I was a wee 11-year-old. Me and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And my boss. Uh, my dad would listen to the podcast as he dropped me to school in the morning. Skip for eight years and now I'm working as a video games porter. Sorry, working Ooh. at video games porter Warp Digital. The company who make games, primarily Steam ones, and put them onto consoles and now working some fresh original ideas. Uh, he says he wants to come on the show, uh, but um, the point of him writing is he emailed me separately to say, I'm excited about you having, having you back um, on the show this evening. He's a genuine listener. He says, um, I'm trying to get hold of Dan Marshall, though. I don't suppose you could, you, could, like, you could let me know. And I said, well, I do know that Dan listens to the show. Dan. While he's jogging. While he's jogging. So, Dan, Dan. 
Uh, George continues, this email is also an open call to Mr. Dan Marshall, who has managed to elude me up until now. As part of my role at Warp, I lead the marketing campaign, and we are starting competition this Wednesday at 3pm. The rules are very simple. Retweet the tweet, which will go out this Wednesday, and follow our Twitter account, at Warp Digital UK, and you'll be in a chance to win an ultraware and very sought after limited run version of the Swindle. The Swindle. Um, ba, 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 ba. Now, um, it would be great if you guys at OLL could help support the competition, which we are, as well as coax Dan into helping us by shouting about it. Wait, do we shout at Dan? So let, we tell Dan that he needs okay. to do this so on we Wednesday at three o'clock. Him. Come on, Danny. Come on. It will make, it'll make you the, run faster. The podcast is out on Wednesday. Let's have to do it straight away. Hey, he probably listens live, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he probably does. While, while he's running. While he's running. Yeah. At night. Uh, yeah. All the best. Lots of love. George Perkins. Thank you, George. Thank Glad you, George. to be of help. Sorry for everything. Uh, dear team and SSG, writes Chris Conroy. Welcome back. Hope you made the most of your summer break. Did you have a nice time? Great. Get back to work. <laughs> While you've been off air, I've been w- carried on working my way through Declan Deneen's Checkpoint series. Hey, Declan just celebrated 100, 100 episodes. Years, 100 years old. 100 years old. Congratulations, yeah, but we're Declan. we're on season 15. All right. And also, we've we've had children listening to us yeah. who have become adults yeah. and are now writing to us. So <laughs> get back to us in ten years, Declan. But well done. But yeah, obviously. also well done. Just finished the Mel Croucher episode. Continues Chris, uh, which has had which has to be the one of the best so far. Okay, oh, interesting. Not the best. Won't spoil the episode. But among many other great stories, he talks about how his eight-bit opus Deus Ex Machina that includes songs from Ian Jory and others, went on to become the best game you've never played in your life. Two questions, That's a theme here. What's the best game you've never played in your life? And which famous singer would you like to include in your next gaming opus? I have too many to list for the first question, as I held on to the 8-bit generation for too long and skipped a whole bunch, bunch of console classics, but I definitely picked Dennis Waterman to voice the heavy if I'm producing <laughs> Team Fortress 3. Loving your work, Chris Conroy. Beast Enders. <laughs> I want the Spice Girls game. Wolf Glance Tycoon. Best game I've never played in my life. Oh, right, I've got a. Well, I've got to make one up. You do it well. I mean, what, we, because we you them all. Well, I was thinking of a serious answer to the I question, you and you guys. I was getting out easy. Taking it yeah. easy. Uh, <laughs> come on, you, you didn't remember it. <sighs> Best. Well, am I making one up or not? It's up to you. Yeah, you're your own man, Steve. I know the feeling, mate. <laughs> that. Come back to you in February. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Uh, which famous singer is easier to um, to include? I've got a problem, listeners, and the problem is that about two months ago, I ended up in a Twitter conversation with my favourite band in the whole world, at Low, right, about making a video game. Okay, and they've asked for an idea. Okay, they don't have it. So I've got, evidently, wait. But now I've got a book yeah. of a hundred ideas. So if I bid on that for our auction, <laughs> get that, make one of those games for them. I'd love to play a low video game. I'm just too scared to make it. I believe in you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, hello, Team OLL and their SSG. Welcome back. I have truly missed you all. Hope you had a lovely break. We did, thank you. Uh, recently, I went to a local gathering of Commodore 64 users and had an absolutely brilliant time. It was great to see 50-odd people hanging out and playing the classics and checking out new releases. Most of the attendees were 40-something blokes like me, and it dawned on me that I've been playing C64 games for 30 years now. Yikes! Anyway, question is, have any of you had a this is making me feel real old moment while playing games lately love the show Cam uh, the weekend before last I sat down with my nine year old and said right then 
show me Minecraft. <laughs> uh, I've never seen him properly. He was laugh. No, Dad, you can't do that in it. He was. He was properly. I mean, I think he enjoyed knowing more about something than I do. And yeah, I mean, I was bewildered by it. I didn't know how to do anything. He kept setting his wolves on me, going, <laughs> "They're coming for you." And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was. I just didn't know what I was doing and didn't enjoy it one bit. However, he did. So there you go. It was Sonic Mania for me actually because <laughs> I did live that when I was nine. Did you? But playing it, you know, any mechanical flaws side just made me realise my brain is simply not as capable of processing joy as it was <laughs> when I was in single digits. Maybe that's it. Uh, I haven't because I'm young. Okay. It was when the child said that he'd listened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. One hundred percent. No, you've got a letter, don't you? Yes. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Welcome back. Hope you had a good holiday. I spent the summer in Edinburgh, which left little time for anything other than seeing shows. Still, I went to Joe Hart's Alpha Beta Gamer, where he's created games for the audience to play. There was a first-person airport drinking simulator called Call of Duty Free. The whole audience played <laughs> the controlled version What's of a classic tonight? mobile time waster. <laughs> I know, there's such That's synergy. A, and I don't use that word lightly. Um, anyway, so that evening at the Magnetic Fields gig, um, so again, music, the song Dreaming in Tetris was accompanied by a video of a nightmare game of awkward blocks, and I saw many of the same unstackable pieces. Um, I've missed out his middle paragraph, slightly ruining the anecdote. But you get the idea. What's your favourite moment? Um, what's your favourite moment of gaming synchronicity? Well, Pip, Pip, Robert. It has to be this show. It does, doesn't it? Absolutely. How has that happened? Uh, yeah, amazing. Well, you're clearly on to exactly. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for your letters. Do keep them coming to team at onelifeleft.com. You know we have very little. I know. Time I know. Left, yeah. So we you, might have to just crack you, on with the reviews. Straight in, shall we? Go on. On it. Unprecedented. Well, you've got a lot. To, we've all got a lot we've to got talk lot. about, haven't we? And you should go first. You should. Yeah, so I got a switch. Yes. Yes. Uh, How is it? It's good. What is color is it? Uh, Gray, because uh, I like to keep things simple. Really boring. Yeah. You must regret. And also, you must regret that. Yeah. They'd run out of the other one, and I'd okay. have to wait. I still wouldn't have it now. I mean, it's all about the games, really. It's all about the games. It's all about the games. Just want to say the setup is really easy. Don't always have that, do you? It's not always that easy. What games have you got? Uh, Well, so what I'm reviewing tonight is Mario Kart. (laughs) The Italian classic. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just Mario Kart, is it? It's... Mario Kart or out on the tube whatever you want because you can do that with the Switch right yeah. Uh, so I um, yeah well it's really fun isn't it and it's really ridiculous and so I still don't really understand what's going on all the time I, I don't know but I like playing it on easy because then I get a chance to win and it's throw things and I um, yeah it's ridiculous so much fun um, who do you play as well so I've been going through them okay turns out I really like playing as um, oh my god what's the one with the glasses that, uh, like Lucky Kitu two. yeah so adorable mm-hmm. have you been checking out their sort of speed top speed weight uh, no, the, the, I'll go for the ones that look the, cute the and make a, uh, make a nice uh, noise when you take yourself on the Mario Kart subreddits there's a big, no, there's a big chart no, there you're alright we end up playing Baby Peach I play oh, Donkey really? Kong every time do you Hit the uh, hit the corner button. Yeah. Uh, and it'll give you the stats, okay. and then just even them out. I found that that is just generally the best for people who are learning yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, but I 
did really enjoy the battle mode where you just sort of so I played that in team so me and Matt were on the same team which was nice Uh, and you got your balloons and you just got to go around and get rid of everyone turns out I was quite good at it don't know how but I was quite good at it you're quite aggressive I am quite aggressive and I do like throwing things at people (laughs) in cars (laughs) what other games have you got sorry score 7 out of 10 what other games have you got I got uh, Zelda right but I haven't cracked into that yet okay Uh. You can wait for that review. Okay, all right. But that's it so far. Is it? It's brand new, Simon. Have you not bought anything on the eShop? No, not yet. I haven't actually set up my account because that was, it was a bit weird. Have you not been on um, PC Game Supply when they do their $10 for $5.74? Not yet. <laughs> so no. I don't, oh, you, I've got so I don't much. think you enjoy it as much as I enjoy mine. No, that's probably true, which is why I had to wait a little while, let you get all the enjoyment okay. out of yours. Uh, but the Switch also gets 7 out of 10. Very nice. Good. Good. Nate, what are you... Oh, waded into Destiny 2. Never Ooh. played the first one. Right. Um, and Do you think you miss anything for not having played it? Well, not really, because apparently it didn't have a story. Um, and I have to say, although apparently the second one is leaps and bounds ahead, other than the inclusion of Troll Bane as the bad guy, uh, seriously, it's just Bane, but he's a troll, mm-hmm. I can't detect too much story either. It's just indecipherable duels with Ant-Men across a series of baffling landscapes. But I'm there for that. <laughs> The you know the backgrounds are utterly beautiful. I can't even fathom uh, how they scale combat to work with multiple players of different levels playing together, but they do. So it's an extremely relaxing shooter. Basically, I only got it because two of my mates wanted uh, an excuse to just chat as a three of us, mm. and it doesn't require a lot of thought. You just you know when you get a hat with a slightly better number than the hat you already had, you put it on and you keep shooting ants. <laughs> Great. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> uh, I'm going to wrap through mine quick. So I need to do. I need to wrap up. Infinite mini golf. Terrible. Don't buy it. Um, um, Mario. Uh, seven out of ten. Uh, Mario and Rabbids. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, joyous um, combination of uh, turn-based strategy game and Rabbids, who I hate. Uh, still brilliant. Seven out of ten. Hmm. No. Where? Hmm. How, how, how far are you? Uh, I am at the second zone. Okay. There's there's a lot to like about it, right? Awful uh, lot to like about it. But there's also a lot to dislike. I think there are a, f- a couple of little things you could you could say that the block pushing puzzles are a, a bit of a pain in the bottom given the fixed perspective of the between levels uh journey. So I found the sort of design decision to have these sections where you go up to an object and it says I don't have that I don't skill. Know this. Yeah, yeah, I no. thought it yep. was I thought it's very I'm always really hesitant to say lazy. In, because I think it's an easy criticism to make of development and I don't think most people are lazy most people are working too hard at the games but I think in terms of like decisions for design that way of gating areas in a game yeah, is lazy it's, I know but, it, but, it's, but you, you're supposed to remember that and then go back and unlock everything if, you, if you're that way inclined which I'm not no uh, yeah I found the dialogue really poor some of it's funny it's not some of it is I mean it's also not aimed at me but if you want charm and the sort of charm you normally get in a Mario game, which is Nintendo's brilliant translation department and really funny dialogue. This isn't. It's pure out and nasty sometimes, I think, as well. Um, and I think that's the rabid sort of influence. Right. And I don't get that. And I know the kids like that sort of stuff. I don't. And it seems stupid to be criticising it as an adult playing it. But that's kind of the thing. For me, it's a game for kids. 
It felt well, like a game for kids. I, I mean, actually, it, um, even though it's simplified uh, the core mechanics of something like XCOM, it's put them into the purest form where there's no ambiguity about whether you're going to hit something or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, sorry, the, 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 there is... <laughs> Um, in XCOM, uh, there, there can often be a range of saying you, you have an eighty-two percent chance of hitting something, so more likely than not. But if you if you miss it, it doesn't feel like through much fault of your own. In Mario and Rabbids, there's a there's a zero percent chance, although you can still use those to yep. explode blocks ne- nearby. There's a fifty percent chance. That's up to you. Yep. Um, and then there's a hundred percent chance, and it's made them really really simple. But the way that you string together those moves with the characters and the abilities and the weapons that you unlock. Actually, um, it, uh, by World Three now, which is which is pretty difficult, I have to say. Um, there's an astonishing choreography of Mario and Rabbit's characters who are acting like the hardest guys in the universe. Where Luigi's doing a shot, and because Mario's got Overwatch on, and Princess Peach is doing her princess's stare or something like that, you can chain this stuff together. Where yeah. you can take out loads of things, and when it comes off, it's so joyful. And I think um, maybe I just haven't got to that point, right? Right, like that. It hasn't. At, at the moment, it feels like a slow oh, the grind. Music's good. It, at the moment, it feels like a slow grind to a point where I might enjoy the game, where I might enjoy the game, and I am going to keep going because there's enough in that mechanic that makes me think, yeah, maybe I will love this. Maybe I will. Maybe because I like puzzle games. And I like puzzle games where there is kind of a definitive solution to it, which it feels like what it's going to be. You say it's more definite than XCOM, and XCOM does slightly lose me in the in the random rolls. But, you know, I, I so far, I'm not getting the enthusiasm that okay. you have for it. I wasn't even going to properly review it, 7 out of 10, but uh, I was going to talk about LEGO Worlds, which Please I am do. enjoying, and having gone through the... Um, the absolute uh, nightmare that is Minecraft. It's been brilliant to see something that actually is uh, is, is clever, is inventive. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play it some more and talk about it next week then in that yeah. case. I thought it was... I, I've played the start of it and thought it was promising. Like, I enjoyed it too. But Will yeah, you get off your, my reviews? Okay, it's a dialogue. 7 out of 10. 7 out of <laughs> Currently. 10. What, Good job what are you going to review? PUBG. Okay. Uh, I hate it. Didn't want to play it. it. Then someone bought it for me as a gift and had to play it with them. Uh, ended they? up playing it. Yeah. I also don't want to play it. Okay. Me, me too. Well, I'll see, <laughs> I I'll see what I can do about that. I don't want to play it on Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was basically passive-aggressively bullied into playing it. Didn't look forward to it, but uh, managed to turn off all of the audio uh, from other players very, very quickly. Set up a Discord, Discord server with... Uh, my friends and have been playing with that I am terrible at it okay I have not killed a person yet Uh, maybe this is because I spent a year and a half you know not playing these sort of games uh, but I've not been able to I spent an awful lot of time hiding out and generally most times sort of trailing in the in the good players wakes just sort of like going where should we go next and just running after them I've still really really enjoyed it okay I mean sort of similar to what Nate was saying in that it's just nice to hang out with my friends chat and have something to do while you're doing it um, yeah and as I said I spent 20 minutes in the bath <laughs> in the game I just I, what happened was I decided I was gonna I went I was oh, playing on my own about that and, but I thought you were in the an actual bath no okay. uh, I mean it's 7 out of 10 so close the review section with that but just to finish that story I was playing the um I was playing it on my own and obviously I was cowardly, just went into a house and thought, oh, there's a bath there. Oh, it's quite a tight fit. I wonder if I can go prone inside the bath. Did, lay down in the bath and then got stuck because it's a bit janky. It's early access. Couldn't get up again. And so just had to lie there for 20 minutes. Player unknown's bathroom grief. (laughs) As uh, As the circle slowly constricted around me, 
you know. But I uh, did the best I've ever done in that because no one could find me. Mm. Eventually, the circle killed me. Came 23rd or something in the world. Congratulations. <laughs> in the world, well done. Turkey yeah. dinner. Yes. yes. Yeah, turkey dinner. Nate, where can we find your book? Uh, you can find it uh, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Waterstones... Most shops, really. Good. And is it available on a digital edition as well? Yes, you can get a Kindle edition. It requires a bit of zooming, but apparently it works very well. Excellent. <laughs> well, congratulations on the book. It looks really funny. We look forward. We will um, give it away to the highest yeah. bidder. I've drawn a little grimacing Sonic face alongside Aww. it. Uh, excellent. All right, there you go. An original. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Stay in touch. Best of luck with what you do next. That's it. It's good to be back, isn't it? It is good to be back. Uh, Yeah. Thank you to everyone for listening. We will be back in exactly one week. Until then, we'll see you goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.